0: 0818 715 815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline.
1: Turning to a number of issues today, taxrebate.ie will be coming up again. And the main question today is from our listeners, why are our revenue commissioners, why aren't they doing more about this company, taxrebate.ie? But first, back to an issue which we uh, dealt with over a month ago. And then when we were talking about it a month ago, we referenced the fact that we dealt with it in three, four years ago, a man called Niall Minogue. And he's now set up a company called Agri-Global People. Basically, this is a newer incarnation of a previous company that was um, exposed here on Liveline because um, he was taking money off people to set them up in uh, agricultural jobs in uh, Australia, New Zealand and the USA. And there was problems with uh, people and their money and getting their money back. Um, And we'll go to that in a few minutes. First of all, let's go to Tax Rebate. Kiva Quinn. Kiva, good afternoon.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: You say, why isn't Revenue doing more about this company, tax TaxRebate.ie, and it's baffling everybody. What's your experience with this company, TaxRebate.ie, who were advertising everywhere over the weekend on social media? Go ahead, Kiva. Uh, yeah, well, I
2: suppose that's where I got caught, yeah. and when the new rent credit came in, I was more looking for information, and I saw an ad on Instagram for um, kind of if you want more information on how to claim this, yeah, click on the link. Which I mean, I'd be a very cautious person anyway. Mm. You know um, that I know myself; I wouldn't have signed up, especially when it's something to do with money or anything like that. I wouldn't have yeah, cool. knowingly signed up to anything. So. Anyway, I went looking for information and didn't... I remember feeling that I didn't even get any information and I kind of x out of it and went on with my day or whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: And then, you know, found out kind of down the line that when I started then going looking at my tax and stuff that it had actually been claimed by this company or on my behalf. But, like, I have no real recollection of yeah. signing... I certainly wouldn't have signed them up, you know, so... I had to go then and ask Revenue, you know, like, what's the story? And they said, you have to take them off. And I yeah. said, can you not take them off? And they said, no, you you have to go and take them off. And I said, but I didn't put them on. Yeah. So, um, So I had to go and manually go into my Revenue, take them off as the recipient or the account or whatever, and put back in my own details again. But I just, I've kind of made the point with them that, like, if I have to log in to my revenue, like, I get a code to access my own account and it's high security, kind of like your AIB. They, you know, they verify your phone and whatever. And, like, there's none of that when it comes yeah. to changing my account details to another incredible. account details, incredible. So, yeah. And I challenge, kind of I challenge, experience.
1: I was doing it a few minutes ago. Go on to one of your social media, but I went on to TikTok there five minutes ago. Two short, stupid videos came up and then here they come. You could be you could be due a tax refund. Have you claimed yours? Don't miss out. Claim today. Apply now. And in the background there's somebody counting, I've counted them uh, 20, 50 euro notes, which is a thousand euro. They're saying they could they could get you back at Mm -hmm. least. It's very it's very it's actually very professionally done. And then below it is www.taxrebate.com dot i e and um you're you're adamant that you didn't give all as most people are you're adamant you didn't give all your details but did you at any stage and I've asked this question of every person who's had dealings and has been left short by tax rebate dot i e or left left swinging in the wind um did you get any in any communication from the revenue commissioners to say please confirm that you have uh, employed a broker? to deal with your tax rebate. Did you get any communication from our revenue commissioners?
2: Not to my memory. However, I have been on with revenue. Yeah, well I certainly didn't get an email or a text or things i actually look at. They say that I was sent a letter notifying me. Now, I may, I have no idea. I don't remember getting a letter. However, they say it's there and they have a record of it. So I can't say that I didn't. But mm-hmm. in terms of the security differences between me accessing my own account and then like notifying me that my account has been changed as opposed to clarifying and getting my approval before changing. Like, there was certainly no, no clarification or asking for my approval to change an account number, which is a big deal.
1: An account, so, it's, it's change your IBAN number.
2: Yeah. Change your yeah, bank details. the recipient. Yes. Which I think, I mean, whatever their
1: structure well, the tax, is
2: or their procedure, yeah, well, like the t- there's no procedure
1: well, until after the fact. Unless the IBAN number they, they, they put in for you saying that they were now your agent... Well this is different to the other IBAN numbers we've been hearing about for the last 10 days. It's a bank in Belgium, taxrebates.ie, they yeah. ie uh, They bank in Belgium and you say they claim for you in uh, 2023, 22, 21 uh, and 20. Have you been on to taxrebate.ie?
2: I I know we can't contact them. <laughs> I no 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 phone number. It's very it's a very frustrating yeah. uh pro process but I did get onto a customer service email requested to speak to somebody can't speak to anyone
4: yeah.
2: and over and back and over and back and I was quite well first of all I basically had to say I didn't you know want this service yeah, and course, then they yeah. didn't serve. and then the whole deal of the real is that I was looking for the rent tax relief information mm-hmm. which I didn't get so I made the point to them that like you didn't Give provide the service that you will that I've allegedly signed up for, so I shouldn't be paying for this service anyway because they are taking obviously taking a cut of the tax. They're as taking
1: 30 percent, 30 percent fee, and they've also said, which is amazing, they've also said in their terms and conditions, they've also said that if if all the paperwork isn't sorted out within six months of yeah. them claiming, they 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 decided can keep all your money.
2: Yeah, well, I think they were trying to do that because. I then, I suppose, like I, I, I kind of feel that me clicking on the link on Instagram and whatever, I like whatever. I have very little recollection of it, but I obviously looked on the Instagram. Whether and on the emails they sent me, they sent me emails being like, "Oh, we've we've secured a tax rebate. Click here," and I did not want to proceed with clicking any more links by them
5: mm-hmm. because
2: I feel like they take clicking the link as consent. So I was trying to go around that. So I would say that like my six months was up kinda of, by the time I was dealing with this. Yeah. Now I did get money from them I think yesterday. Now I don't know is that because
1: surprise, you surprise. Know. and how much did they much did they yeah. take off you?
2: So I counted up it's it, they claimed about six hundred and something euro and I got about 400 and something back. So they obviously didn't put in the six month thing. But see, I'm very unsure about what they took and what they didn't because I requested from them. I have no documentation, I have no contract, which they sent to me today actually. They sent me this digital contract that I supposedly signed. So, but I've been chasing this for months and they were very uncooperative. Like I was like, can I have some documentation? And they were kind of just dodging the questions. And I wanted a breakdown of how much they've claimed on my behalf, how much they're taking. Like, there's no paperwork. Like, they came with nothing. And then, only that I checked my bank account for something else yesterday, I saw that they had put money into my account. So, there's a complete lack of documentation. You know, mm. I've i had no contract. Like, they sent did, me a contract t- today, this morning. The supposed contract that be digitally signed or whatever but like oh. where was
1: that and did you, in, in did February you, of last year yeah but did you digitally sign anything
2: I don't I have no recollection of signing anything and I wouldn't put my signature to stuff however my signature which I can't admit is my signature is on the form but I have mm. no idea how it got there you know it, it's bizarre. just it's not like it is and it's not like me to sign up to things like that. Like, it took me a year to get on the revolution mm-hmm. train, you know. So well, I, I I'm think, very suspicious I think about at this stage,
1: stuff. Kiva, there's so many people from so many yeah. parts of the country that have raised similar issues, you know, strikingly similar, similar issues with this company TaxRebate.ie. That I think, at, at the least, the Revenue Commissioners must do immediately is suspend all dealings with tax rebate. Yeah. Ie until they find out what's going on, and they seem the my Revenue Commissioners seem to have little interest in this, little interest. Well, my my
2: big my big thing is like it's a government department. That's where my issue is. And it's like there should be far more security. Like you wouldn't get somebody just coming and changing your bank details. Exactly. And your bank would say, "By the way, just letting you know, your bank details are changed." Just
1: like let, they, they, just let, just, just letting you know. I know you live yeah, in Badi Dahab, but you don't. But I'm saying, for example, I know you live in Badi Dahab, but your bank details are now changed. You're now banking with a company yeah. in Belgium, of all places.
2: Yeah. But my thing is, like, they're saying, "Oh, yeah. we notified you after the fact," and I'm like, "Well, where was the security before?" And I was very much at my wit's end, which is why I kind of got in contact with you when I heard about mm. it last week. Is like, who is in charge of revenue? Who do revenue answer to? Like, I was like, do I go to the cyber crime unit and the Gardaí about it? Or do I go to mm. the ombudsman? Like, who That's do you go point. to? Maybe
1: it is. A, it, is a, it seems to me there is a case now for the... For the cyber unit in the Garda to investigate how all these details are ending up on revenue. And so many people yeah. consistently are saying, no, I didn't give those details. Yeah,
2: yeah. And well, that's, d- that's kind of where I'm at anyway. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've asked tax rebate to come on again and again and again. And uh, not only do they not come on, but they don't even reply. And they must know we're talking about them at this stage. We're blue in the face talking about them. The revenue commissioners know we're talking about them. And they say nothing. And what... what, what and a, revenue. Yeah, but how do people know, for example, how do people know that tax rebate are not claiming for for uh, rebates, which the which you're... Not you, but which one is not entitled to. And if if you get a rebate through taxrebate.ie... Who suddenly and mysteriously become your agents? Because remember, they, they get 30% of the rebate. If you get a tax rebate, if a true tax rebate.ie and the revenue to su- subsequently discover you weren't entitled to that rebate, who has to give the money back? You.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I just found it's very hard to. I have no documentation from them, from the company detailing what no. they've actually claimed on my behalf so when I go and I redo because I had to go and redo all my credits because they didn't even claim it properly and um, again because like if you were working with an accountant or somebody who'd claim you'd have all your details of your flat rate and cetera, mm-hmm. you know and like they had none of that so it's this random claiming of stuff that doesn't actually relate to you and then you and then they don't even document you with what they've claimed for you so you're kind of left in the lurch yeah. not knowing what's going on and what you, know, what you can get back for yourself in the end.
1: And they have money, obviously, because they're advertising with great gusto on all these uh, social platforms, and they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Um, for example, as I say, on TikTok all weekend, I was checking it. I don't know whether they... They hardly pinpoint me. Um, up it comes, every every three... Uh, 30 second or 40 second TikTok pieces up comes taxrebate.ie tax rebate with all this money being dangled in front of you okay Kiva um, you're baffled we're all baffled the only people who can answer this are tax sorry the, the two people can answer this question two organisations one is taxrebate.ie over which you or I have absolutely no jurisdiction literally because they're an English company and uh, two the other group that can uh, address this mystery is our own revenue commissioners. And they're obliged to address it at this stage, given the number of um, queries and, uh, that we've had at this stage. OK, that's Kiva Quinn. Thank you, Kiva. Uh, one. let me go to Killian and back to an item we did, as I said earlier, in January. And then we did it four years ago. Niall Minogue. Uh, Killian, good afternoon.
6: How's it going, Joe?
1: Good. What was the service you were buying off Niall Minogue and this company called Agri-Global People? Shiny, happy a, people.
6: It was for a job in Australia. No.
1: Yeah. A job um, doing doing what?
6: Uh, agricultural contracting.
1: Okay. And how much do you have to pay to Agri-Global People to get this job?
6: Well, I had to give 250 euro as a fee for him to arrange it. I had to give 1700 for flights, 580 for a visa, 300 for travel insurance, 150 for a hotel room, Mm -hmm. and 1500 for a proof of funds.
1: Proof of funds? Yes. You had to give it to him? Yes. Okay. And what materialized? Sorry. Did you get the job?
6: Yes, I have a job organised now, but oh. I'm trying to get him to organise everything for me. And is he? Some stuff is organised. The flight and visa is organised, but I'm still waiting on insurance and the hotel room. I the uh, insurance and a hotel room.
1: Yeah, how much is outstanding at this stage?
6: I am old now, nearly €1,000, euro, €960. Euro.
1: And you see, this proof of funds, this came up before, as I say, four years ago and now recently, the proof of funds our understanding is you don't need to give him your proof of funds, you, to, you give oh. your bank details to whatever country you're going to when you're going in to prove that you have money to get back out if things go wrong, you, why, why do you have to give it to him? Why do you have to because give him 1500
6: Because he's saying he's drafting a letter but you're right, all you need is your own oh. bank details to prove Please. that you have the money yourself
1: and as I said before, you the, the people really believe if you walk up to uh, the entry uh, system in New Zealand, Australia, or indeed the United States, and they say, "Show us your brief, proof of funds." And if you hand them a letter, on a letter heading signed by this man, Nile Minogue, with the with the company, whatever his current name is, Agri Global, Happy People. Um, New Zealand will just say, that's fine. Yeah, we, 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 that, that letter is grand. I doubt have, it. I doubt it myself. I doubt it myself. Yes. And have you tried to get your money back?
6: Yes, I've tried. Well, I've got a flight off and visa, but I'm pushing away at them. I'll have to get everything else organised because I'm actually travelling shortly and that's I need everything organised. Like.
1: Yeah, and apparently there are a number of companies that do this, and one of them contacted us from New Zealand and said... They never demand proof of funds. It's not their, it's not their, um, it's not their protocol, not their responsibility. Um, but so, so how long are you pushing this? How long are you pushing this envelope to try and sort it out after you gave him nearly, what, €4,500? How long has right, this been well, going think- on?
6: I started contact them in October time and got money and all, and then the start of January. I'm pushing ever sons to try and get me visa. And then at the end, so in the last week,
1: in the middle of January, he told us everyone who was due outstanding money would be paid. Well, I think within a week. You haven't. Yeah.
6: No, I'm still waiting on money, and I'm nearly due to travel.
1: Yeah. We've asked him to come on again, but uh, maybe you can still come on. Isn't there? No, doesn't always mean no, 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 never. Um, anyway, we 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 keep we keep on to him, uh, Killian. Um, a lot of people have, um, but um, anyway, if we haven't we haven't got anywhere at this stage. And he's promised and promised and promised and promised. And we yep. said okay, we leave her for a few weeks, um, and we left her for a few weeks. And then people start coming back saying no, we haven't got our money despite his promises. Anyway, Céline, yeah. I, I wish I wish you well and I hope it sorted out in the next few days with Niall Minogue. Joe at rt.ie, 51551 is our text number. Talk to
0: Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
1: Niall Minogue has apparently said he's paid some people back the money in installments and why are we still getting calls? John, good afternoon. And Niall, you're, Niall as per usual, you're welcome to come back on the programme, and and explain it. Uh, John, good afternoon. Hello, John.
7: Hi, John. Hi, uh, Joe.
1: How are you, uh, John? And Obviously, not your real name for obvious reasons, but again, an issue we've been covering on LiveLine for well over a year now. The whole issue of vaping and the universe... Sorry, the, the almost 90% consensus from our listeners is that vaping in Ireland is completely out of control, completely unregulated... And it needs to be regulated, um, and the government keeps saying they will, and they haven't. And um, then we get issues like what happened in Fremont with the school children, uh, and these this is with perfectly legal vapes. Tell us your uh, story, John, and that of your son, please.
7: Yeah, thanks for the introduction there. Yeah. So my son is uh, is, is, is 19, um, and over the past 12 months, he's been using a, a vape called HHC. Yeah. So it's basically a, a man-made product of yeah. um, a synthetic version of THC, which is uh, from cannabis or yeah. from weed, uh, and it's legal to buy uh, throughout the country in most vape shops. And I say most, not all of them sell it, but the majority do, do sell it and it can be purchased over the counter and it ranges, because I have a contact in one of the shops and it ranges from all ages from, um, believe it or not, teenage, teenagers all the way up to people in their, in their whatever, 50s or 60s, yeah. 70s buying this product. So that the actual vape itself, it looks like a normal vape, yeah. it's odourless. There's no um, distinctive smell as you get from someone walking past smoking a smoking a joint and um, so this vape is readily available and it can be used obviously uh, at the drop of a hat and uh, the substance I said to you is it, it is a man-made product yeah. and unfortunately my son got highly addicted to this uh, substance and ended up uh, two times in a uh, in yeah. a psychiatric uh, centre. Wow. Um, so it's, it's hit us hard to tell you the truth um, over mm-hmm. the past 12 months. And all I'm on today, Joe, is just to voice uh, what we've went through and maybe just to let people aware that they have teenagers, they have people at home, and just to be aware of that product that's out there, um, HHC. Um, it is banned in about 10 or 11 different European countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said to you, but it's freely start, it's still f- widely it's available.
1: freely available here in, ve- in these hundreds of there are now vape more vape shops in most Irish towns, cities, and villages than there are pubs. That's how that's how profitable they are. Um yeah, not yeah, not regulated, yeah. um, not no. taxed. Um with the talk of it again and again and again and again, we're going to do something about it. Richard Sunak is, has done something about it. Maybe that will wake waken up uh, people here, or the, the legislators. Uh, Here, when you say like, how long do you think has he been using this vape with HHC?
7: Definitely over, definitely over twelve months. Um, Got to the point where he was using up to two to three to five vapes per week, and a fifty euro pop. It it becomes expensive. And now uh, they buy the the buy the main apparently very very cheap three to five euro and they retail them for fifty euro, so just a huge profit margin margin on that. Because on that it replicates
1: itself. the cannabis. That's the unique exactly, selling Exactly, yeah, point. exactly
7: the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, it's sort of similar to when we had those uh, shops years ago. The the hemp shops that used to sell bath salts and all sorts of different products. So it's the same. It's the same sort of scenario that we were that we're in now. And eventually, those shops in the past were 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 were, were outlawed or banned, uh, but we're back to the square one again with with definitely with this product. Um, it has caused some suicidal thoughts. Um, oh God! And it's been very very detrimental to his to his health, uh, his mental health. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I really don't want to see other families going through yeah. it. So just to be aware of it it is the main focus point because it looks like any other vape. It looks like anything else that you would see. Uh,
1: you know teenagers having, And where, um, what, no, no, where do you know where was he getting the money for three of these a week at fifty quid a lash
7: very he works as well you oh,
1: know okay, so, okay. Yeah. when yeah. did you and realize even, these these vapes were a problem or causing problems for him
7: oh uh, de- definitely probably the last Definitely the last six i knew i knew I knew initially that something wasn't up wasn't wasn't okay. right because he wasn't engaging fully with the family yeah. he was very withdrawn uh, he'd stopped play, playing you know one or two different sports
8: yeah.
7: uh, and was very much in, inside himself, and it got to the point where um, I noticed him then in the evening time lying in bed and falling asleep, and I just thought something was not right and then
8: mm-hmm.
7: I went in and out of his room, checked it when he was in there eventually found. Uh, vapes but I didn't know myself that these things existed so I eventually found the packaging and then yeah. and then you know after that then I found out pretty quick um, and then he came to me he came to me one evening and said I think I have a problem so he actually put did his hand he? up okay, and burned yeah. it yeah he did yeah yeah he came, yeah. He said I think I have a problem here and I need help so he reached out mm-hmm. um, we gave him the support and help that he needed uh, was put inside um, a facility and um, was 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 let back. He he done the whole program, done very well. But okay. within seventy-two hours, he was back back mm-hmm. on it again, for about ten days, uh, and then he relapsed back in again. Mm-hmm. And the second time of relapsing was a lot harder. Um, it's, it's similar to you know um, you know people coming off any sort of drug yeah, or yeah, or, yeah. or a drink problem as well. Yeah, 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 relapse for them is very very difficult, and their body really does. It, it it was a very, very hard hard time. He spent three days in an actual uh lock up ward um oh God, due to serious suicidal thoughts. So yeah, it's just it's not it's not it's not a I've no issue with people doing what they want, but this, this yeah. one here is a bit nasty product and it's as I said to you well, the it's fact banned that it's, in a lot
1: of countries. Yeah, but the fact yeah. that it's legal here and our legislators are asleep. What are it they doing what are, what are they doing about it? They've known this vaping issue. Now I know there's a whole issue about people saying um, I use vaping to get off cigarettes. That's absolutely wonderful, and there's a way of regulating that. There's a way of doing it through our two and a half thousand pharmacies around the country. That's absolutely wonderful, but there are serious issues with vaping, which the government just just seem to uh, ignore. The effect on the rest of the family, John.
7: Yeah, it has a huge effect on family life because it it breaks a family. It's it's a it's a tough one, you know. And I always sympathise with people that, that go through addiction and, you know, whether it be alcoholism or or drug addiction. But it really does hit 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 hard at at the mm-hmm. family core. And um, it's like having a like a, basically a baby in your house again. You you have to tiptoe around the house. You have to mm-hmm. watch what's what's going on. It's not. It's not pleasant, you know, it's not a nice uh, environment to be to be under and obviously the, the trust element as well goes out the window because the addiction takes yeah, over yeah, yeah. and, you know, it's a, it's just very, very sad, you know. And, uh,
1: and insofar in so as you know, was there anyone else, in obviously the people in the facility who had drinking and uh, alcohol and drugs issues and gambling, um, I'm sure, but was there anyone else? Did he mention that there's anyone else with vaping issues?
7: Well, for the actual vaping issues um, with that that particular product, they were fully aware of it. Okay. including his his um, his psychiatrist, who yes, was yeah. fully aware of that of that product. Um, basically, it's cut down to you know, eighty percent of people can 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 smoke, um, mm. you know, uh, cannabis. But there's a twenty percent people. There's a twenty percent. You know, people that just can't, and it causes yeah. it causes psychosis, paranoid, delusional, uh, and suicidal thoughts. So it's quite high, you know. No,
9: wow.
7: Like cannabis isn't isn't just safe drug, as so to speak. There is there is issues with it, and it can, it can cause mm-hmm. not in everyone now, in fairness. And, and I stand by that it doesn't affect everyone, but unfortunately, there is 20% of people that it can cause problems with, and unfortunately. That that includes my son in there, and that mix. so. That's and all. I just wanted to point it out to you today. And what was what, what was his
1: Twitter? what was his experience like in the residential facility?
7: Oh, uh, horrendous! You know, okay. uh, definitely a wake up call the second time round. You know, in, in what way? The first time round, which well, he was the first time round. You know, after a week, um, he you know he was sort of saying, "Well, why am I in here?" Because it's mm. no offence. 80% of people in there are are, are related to drink, drink problems, uh, mm. and uh, you know Ireland has a huge yeah. alcohol problem. So 80% of people that are in there are are drying out, and they're all different different ages. So he, he was one of the youngest in there, and he was like, "Why the hell am I in there?" Yeah. And I was like, "Time yeah. to tell them well, you're in here for a reason. You know, yeah. it's an addiction, whether it be alcohol or whether it's." Uh, whether it's uh, cannabis, it does—it doesn't really matter, you know. The second time round being in there really hit him hard because, as I said to you, the three days inside that lockdown ward really was an eye opener because oh I had yeah. to spend time with him in there as well, and it wasn't—it wasn't a pleasant experience being in there. And the poor people that are in there as well are in a permanent uh, psychosis. So um, oh. he, you know, he—he he has to be aware of that. Being in a permanent psychosis is a, is a reality, uh, and it's it's linked to to that to that uh, legal base um, yeah. that that's been sold, you
1: know. But and did he? Um, uh, he was brave enough, and, uh, and also the relationship obviously was strong enough that he was able to say it to you. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Did, did he go into detail about the effects it, it, it is having on him, John, or it had on him?
7: Definitely the effects he, he suffered with, with sort of anxiety in the past and the reason why he said he was using this was to to was to um bring mm-hmm. down the anxiety and be able to be socially able to talk to people. And um, but the effects of that were sleeplessness as well, um and a huge appetite as well. It's like having the munchies basically on when you're smoking yeah, yeah. you're smoking cannabis. So this has a huge effect on your on your um ability to to, to, to eat a lot of food, you know. So the telltale signs and the side effects for him were, were overeating and and uh, feeling dro- druggy and drowsy, but not up, but unable to sleep without it as well. So the whole sleeping pattern, um, gets was knocked off, and um, while I was using that that, that that product, you know, mm. uh, and no motivation as well. Obviously, you know, and not been not not engaging or. Being in a social en- en- environment, basically sitting in your room and being by yourself, which is no life really, when you think about it.
1: Yeah. And um, have you noticed, John, as I have a lot, of it, have you noticed uh, the, the 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 number of vape, uh, the number of locations now selling vapes around every street, every no, no, there's
9: Huge amounts.
7: Yeah yeah they're they're widely available there's vending machines you can that they're still operating in in licensed premises um I think every second person uh is is vaping at this stage um but it's, it's it's as you said as you pointed out it's it's unregulated um and you know Ireland's very slow with Doing anything about a problem, but this is this is a problem that's gonna that's really gonna stem uh, and grow larger and larger as well, uh, especially that product as well that's that's easily available. Has he kept a, in touch with history. his
1: friends at that age, 19? You have a lot normally. Has he kept in touch yeah, with his friends? Yeah,
7: that's the sad thing. Yeah, he has, but he needs to you know he needs to disengage from them because they're they're they're, well. they're they're doing it as well, you know, yeah. and and that whole social environment as well. You know, that's that's something that he has to be he has to protect his his sober his sober life at the moment. He yeah, okay, I mean, needs yeah, to just yeah. stay away from that, that part because um as far as I can see, a lot of people are doing it. Um as I said to you, the the, the faith shops are openly selling it uh, mm. to anyone that walks in and buys it. Um but yeah, it's 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 readily available everywhere.
1: And you see you can't even have undercover inspector or even undercover journalists who used to be great going in at copping about cigarettes being sold to minors because there is no legislation.
7: No, no, there's no legislation. No, no. No, they 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 basically I went down to the to the main vape shop in my area. I spoke to the to the um manager and he was sympathizing me but he said this, that he's not doing anything wrong. And I was well he's some sort of Conscious on you, you know. You, you, mm-hmm. This is this is the actual after effects, and one of the employees that works there has told me people are in coming in continually looking for it. You know, not not well, not well at all, looking for those products. You
1: know. Wow. Um. And you mentioned that psychosis, that whole other world that people go into, which is really frightening. Really frightening.
7: Oh, it's very frightening. Yeah, and you can get caught in that world as well. You can, you know, there's a, there's a high there's a, there's a rate of statistics out there that um, a third of people can get in that in that it, psychotic world and that's it you know they cannot yeah. get out of it you know and unfortunately the people that I've seen in that institution were in that you know some of them young some of them old yeah. um, but all caused by by a drug, drug induced psychosis.
1: A legal drug a, a, a Yeah yeah L-E-G-A-L, L-E-G-A-L, legal drug according to the Irish state. John um, how's, how's your son now?
7: I mean, he's definitely doing a lot better um okay. and, and and it's just it 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 really is just one day um and not to overthink it um and i have a plan uh per per day i'm sure okay people are listening will understand that who are going through um addiction and, and uh, trying yeah. to get sober it's just take one day so that's yeah. that's all he's yeah. doing and that's all we can do but just to voice what's going on and down down the road it's obviously it's everywhere and uh, but this this particular device isn't it, it's pretty nasty if you ask me. Yeah.
1: Well we're told that a uh, special Iraqis committee to consider the recommendation of the Citizen Assembly and drug use is on the way. Uh um where is it? Um how long more do they want? Um the, yeah. there's a general election coming up and everything will lapse once a general election is called so um, okay. the the urgency is, is obviously simply not there it's simply not no. there okay no, John g- above all best wishes to you and your family and your son there are some hopeful signs there but nobody doubts the power of addiction nobody doubts the power of addiction and, and what's needed to try and break it but um, the fact that your son could talk to his family when he realised he was in diphthis uh, is a positive step but hopefully that could be a tread and a, and a an avenue that can be, um, be uh, travelled along rather than a cul-de-sac. John, thanks indeed and thanks for the warning to other parents is a vape called HHC and it's widely available uh, on the high streets and the low streets and the back streets and the front streets and the main streets and the very, very main streets uh, of Ireland. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715
0: 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.
1: And Joe at RT.ie, again, another plea from a parent for respite care. Keith Balfe. Keith, good afternoon.
8: Hello, Joe. How are you?
1: Good. Your son, Josh, a great boy, but he's 12 <coughs> years of age, non-verbal and autistic. Yes. Um, what's your situation at the moment, Keith? Um,
8: at the moment, um, but Josh, is. 12 and non-variable. Like Josh obviously was diagnosed at two and a half years of age. We've obviously had a fair amount of up and down years guys. to Joshua mm-hmm. and his development. Um, currently, uh, Joshua he's still non-variable at 12. Um, he kind of suffers with a light switch, kind of light switch, a kind of aggressive episodes uh, with, the, with the autism. Yeah. We've had many, numerous, numerous medications, which has had horrendous side effects and failures. I'm uh, working with him. Um, now I've had a couple of the various meetings with HSC yeah. regarding the rest boy facilities and uh, what have you, and they, you know, we at the moment we're, we're getting two nights, no, two, two nights rest boy a month off of facility in Westmead. Now that could be subject to cancellation depending on the marriage she's going in and out of rest respite service. Yeah. Um, so we we attended a meeting there um, not so long ago, a couple of months back at the HSC, and they basically just. They do rehash what we are already receiving off them. It's just the, gen- the general undertone I kind of get off the HD when you meet them is just to be kind of grateful for what you're getting. Yeah. Um, you know, I- I've been trying to push now for a number of years for uh, uh, nearly four or five uh, night rest, boy- even four night rest, by block and sitting, yeah. even months and months, so just just to to give uh, our family kind a of bit of relief because, uh, you know, it's you kinda you of, kinda of drowned in the situation regardless because it's he, he's twenty four seven care yeah. uh, around the clock. Um he he has toil toiling issues as well, there's a lot of soiling issues and um I say the biggest biggest challenge being uh, the kind of light switch kind of the aggressive grass episode. He doesn't realise he's doing it when it happens, it just happens so yeah. quickly. Yeah. And unfortunately the most the most uh what you got, the most um person who suffers the brunt end of it is is his because she's looking at him most, most of the time at home. But you might have, you know, some uh, a couple of cars come in during the week that take me out a couple of hours which we pay kind of the diesel cost on. Um mm-hmm. but um, it's mostly just to get that kind of or have vast for a number of amount of years, four or five uh nights in a consecutive block and they've always have come back to me amount numerous times and saying that oh, the stairs aren't available. There was a rest way house there out by Westmead we were trying to get into it for four or five days. And he basically, first of all, he says that he didn't meet the intellectual criteria. And so we got him reassessed and he met the intellectual criteria. And then he said mm-hmm. he hadn't got the served as facilitate needs. So it was a bit of a contradiction after becoming reassessed by a psychologist for his intellectual needs. Um, and when yeah, you, you go...
1: Keith, you say at one stage in your communication with us, the last meeting... Uh, was uh, called as a result of the ongoing stress that our family was under and still currently remains yeah. under like what when you meet the h s e what do you say to them? do they fully understand what's happening
8: um like the, the kind of the kind of point there as well which I can understand you know with ego, i know the first thing you always going to say is "Joshua, you know you know the only kid that's looking for services and that like you know you understand I need and sometimes there's a kind of more of a bit of, like, I always get to you know the they're not an agreed. Uh, they're mm-hmm. not an agreed conversation. Cross, you understand my stretch. and the rest boy service at the minute. He's, he's kind of it, the air stretched. I don't understand that, but it, it, I he's him, you look at you're, you're overloading to one service. They're just trying to get me into an additional service where he was getting kind of even a four night block in one sitting in a, in a month. It's to, to relieve the stress in, at home. Like at the moment, I kind of have him uh, out of school because nine points out of ten at the moment because the 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 kind of little aggressive aggressive episode he just have and a very light switch, um I do have yeah, to leave okay. walk, then go go and collect them, bring you know, them home and then often have to go back to work and then it's it's more as the stress uh, the family is under and then they've got another younger son who's kind of autism but he's in the mainstream school and of a I was a teenager, but it's mostly on his mother because um, you know, which I've often had to phone calls. Uh, during the day and work, we we're in tears because you know, he could be, be pulling chunks of our hair out and kind of, uh, yes. you know, scrabbing and stuff like that and biting and like that, that very light switch. He doesn't realize you're doing that, mm-hmm. and then yeah. probably five minutes later, and
1: it. I know he's been homeschooled, but what, 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 obviously, there's a history to that as well, is there? You were he was having difficulties um, in school. He,
8: he, He's, he's not, like, he, he is, he isn't 10 school, like, is ten and skill, like, it's not a statistic skill, but it's only in the last while like, we, we've obviously spoken about these kind of light-switch episodes mm-hmm. that we've had, the HSC, and you say, oh, we've try tried this, uh, distraction, tried this turbine you know, I was trying to say, the, uh, I was trying to explain for you, you thought of your brain scans, you know, there was nothing else going on beside the autism, and say, these are fairly light-switch, They happen very quickly, to the point that it's kind of put, it puts you on edge when I'm out, bring him out in public, mm-hmm. not, not that he has an intention of doing that. Yeah, or I know. I
1: totally understand
8: that. Ha- it happens. It happens so quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, and that this was the point. To, to I said to obviously the H C in the past, and as uh, again to the stretch, is that, look, it's, it's 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 kind of no good throwing a life boy to someone that's drowning. You know, mm-hmm. when when he's grounded already, so to speak. You know, that yeah, way it's yeah. uh, you know, it's just if they I, I can I can certain things, try and put certain things, place yourself, I walk on certain things, but. You need that breathing space to do that in between, you know, that way and yeah. um and and that I said that three or four days in one block would be a key, uh a key to that for me, you know, that like, yeah. way regards to the house and the family life and stuff like that, you know.
1: And what? have you even have you have you even time time to think of what's ahead, Keith? You and your um, family.
8: No not really no, because uh obviously it's, it's kind of gotten to the stage now where look, I've, I've often said to, I said to my parents that look, look, I don't know if this is sustainable because like you know what I mean, it's kind of like it's literally trying to keep your head above water and wait for the poor gas to bear, and you're getting pushed forward and forward or down, and that that sort of feeling. It's like you know, it's also we've it's crossed my mind in regards the residential care and because like I said you, you know, it, it, it seems that he kind of give you a little bit of. If a boy is something, and then you go off waiting the meeting, and then it disappears to the background again. Now the last mm-hmm. time I called the crisis meeting for him, for Josh for a team, to see him, and then two people showed up out the HSD, um, and and that was it really. And he, he went away, and it was more or less instead of any kind of positive step towards that our, our our agreement or outcome regarding Walking and rest for you. The, the extended rest for you we asked for has seemed to have disappeared. Off the, yeah, the yeah. potential I had known in contact with you, and unfortunately, Joe, with, with the HSC, a lot of these people who are working, these, these people that are working in these positions. You get so uh, frustrated that they're, they're, it's like a rotation in the HSC We get certain positions uh, because you just can't uh, give of the most people like yourself what they need. And you mm-hmm. kind of get met with a lot of love. Like, I know you've heard this conversation, called red tape, and proxy in regards to what has to be done to get him what he needs. And I, I know it, it's there It's there somewhere for him. It's just, you know, uh, just to set him up as well for the future in regards okay. to, you know, he's 12 now. Yeah. Um, what as, happens, as he gets yeah
1: happens know, yeah. when he's 18 stay with us Keith right, exactly. Bern- Bernadette has contacted us as well joe at rt.ie one and Bernadette is uh, is on WhatsApp what's your situation Bernadette please
10: um,
3: I also have a son who is 5 and he has autism um, yeah. and again there's just no respite um, there's no services at all there's no services in and what county are you in Bernadette I'm, I'm in Donegal okay um, the, the staffing crisis here is is horrific. There are no therapeutic services in terms of speech and language, in terms of occupational therapy, um, anything really. There's there's no staff in place to actually facilitate the children. There's also no um, respite for parents. We're actually working here. Our respite, locally to me here, has been closed for since before COVID because it was um, blocked by two adult people who needed to be. Um, rehoused permanently. Oh, yeah. Um so the children's respite was completely closed down since before COVID and it's still closed at the minute. It's not and reopened. What, and what... even when we get it back, we're only getting it back week week in, week bite. And there's a queue as long as your two arms waiting to get in.
1: And what services are available, Bernadette that, that that's not available. <laughs> what what services can you use or have you been using? To be
3: honest, the, the only thing we have here is um, actually a charitable organisation that works that was set up by parents locally that provides um, after-school clubs and um, Saturday clubs yeah. for children with autism, um, and that's that's how we're getting
1: through. I know. The um, parents, there's nobody else. This is parents coming together, setting up a, a club. There's a fantastic one in yeah. Dublin Twelve I know of, um, but it's parents coming together to try and um, one. Uh, help each other and to help their children in terms of organizing activities and that is that it and Donegal.
3: That's it. And you know now we're in the situation now. My son is five. He's due to start junior infants, and now we're in the whole thorough of whether there's going to be um, a school place for him, an adequate school place for him to attend come September. And I know that's a situation right across the country, and I'm not the only parent in that situation. And it's just it, it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it makes you really angry when you think about if my child was neurotypical, if there was no ch- if there was no space available for him, the government would make a space available for him somewhere. They would have to by law, but they've no similar law to make one available for my son who needs an additional need space and for any other child who needs an additional need space like when are we going to get the actual to the actual point where our children get equity of service and equality Mm. for just because they have a condition like it's it's really mad every day is a fight and it shouldn't have to be this hard like we are all burnt out and it's ridiculous Mm. at this stage it's 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 maddening
1: well there's a referendum coming up in a couple of weeks on uh, Friday, March the 8th, International Women's Day, and carers are specifically... Have you had anyone knocking on your door canvassing about this referendum? No,
3: no, but the, the referendum is... It's, it's not the referendum that people need to be protesting on because the referendum... afraid in the referendum... To not pass that referendum will have an impact upon other types of families that need that referendum to be passed, like the children in the, the children of same-sex couples, the children of one-parent families. You know, so using that as a as a vehicle to send a message is not appropriate either, because there's other people who need to benefit from that. The, there's no one there's a local election coming and a European election coming in June, but there's been nobody has canvassed my door for anything, um, as of yet.
1: Okay, that's interesting in itself. I see some Green Party posters up, but that's all I've seen. Uh, honestly, maybe I'm missing them. Um, that's all. I'm saying. Obviously, vote yes, yes. They're they're the main drivers behind it. In fairness, as uh, part of their program for government. Um, um, but but you haven't had anyone knock on your door so you could talk to them about no. the carers referendum. No. no. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Where's Hannah? Good afternoon. Okay, I'll come back to Hannah
0: after the break. Hi, Joe. I'll come back to you in a sec, Hannah. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818
1: 715 815. Well, Joe, Darty, doughty Hannah, it's what, nearly two months since you've been on with us, Hannah, about your situation looking for respite in Monaghan and Cavan. What has changed?
10: Nothing has changed at the present moment. Uh, Minister of Disabilities has set out a statement uh, saying the next monetary budget they're going to open up a facility but it was we were told this last year um, but nothing has changed. Yeah. We've had a public forum trying to get to start a voice and try to get a fire lit. Um, it's working. Um, a lot of families are coming forward. Okay. Uh, we're yeah. using social media trying to stress this but yeah. It's sad when you hear the mind of between adults and children services mm. that people are crying out for help. You know, it's it's a 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the children, and it's getting harder. And at the present moment for myself, I'm dealing with a child running reduced hours and can't see that changing any soon. And it's not getting any easier, Joe. Yep. It's not getting any easier at all.
1: And have, have you say, since you've been on, have, have you managed... Have parents come together?
10: The parents, are, yeah. The parents and mum, when and we're we coming together, we had a forum and we're trying to get a group together, which we have, and we're trying to spread the word and trying to push between the h s c and,
0: mm-hmm.
10: you know, politicians and trying to just start advocating for this, Um it's just kind of fallen on deaf ears, but we're, yeah. we're gaining a bit of momentum on it, but we need to push it. Um, you know, someone sent me an article that was in The Independent last week about a family down in Cork was offered respite in Donegal. That happened to us here, yeah. here in Monaghan. you know, where they offered my son respite in County Louth or in Kildare. And HSC think that they're helping you by offering you places, you know, hours away. But they're only bluffing you. There's no real solutions here.
1: And what do you mean so, hang, on, hang on. What do you mean they're only bluffing you?
10: They're bluffing you. And like when we had the, the meeting last year with the minister, uh, we were told by the HSC member on a Zoom meeting that he was gonna get um respite and lowership in County Life. I walked out of the door last March thinking, Oh my god, this is free, my son's gonna get respite only to find out from our child development team. No, you never were going to get it because you're not in the Cashman area. So the HSC are telling the families and telling the politicians one thing and actually mean another. So it falls slowly on the HSC. And there's supposed to be a big money pot to, for respite services and it's supposed to be, be divvied out. Uh, we don't have anything here, Monham. Yeah. You know, if we want to send our children away for a day or get a day respite, they're going all the way to oh Mum Gar, two hours away. There's no day services here. Our lo- there's, a, there's a local, after- one second. There's a local after- after-school service that put in um, for a budget for six more children, like my son, and they were turned down. And she's trying to provide a service for an after-school, the children are complex needs, and there's
1: no funding for her. Let me bring in Steve. Stay there, Hannah, please. Uh, if you can, Hannah, sorry, if you can. Yeah. If you if you have more, more pressing issues, please, we will come back to you in your own time. Stephen Donnelly. Stephen, good afternoon.
4: Hello, Joe. How are you?
1: You're in Wicklow. What's your situation, Stephen?
4: Well, my daughter is now is turning 30. Okay. And the last time we had rest was in 2012.
1: Twelve years ago.
4: Exactly. So it doesn't go away.
1: And I have the, the stupid questions I would ask. Like, you, you've looked for yes. respite. Why has she not got oh, respite I, I, in 12 I've years?
4: Been, been, yeah, I've been looking for respite, and we, we've got very close on it on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. And they found a different reason to say that that won't work or whatever. And at the moment, I'm, I'm hoping the. Uh, I'm with a group, and they said that they would probably be able to pr- provide it. But that was, I think, uh, last October, and I was just on to them now, and they still they're, they're examining the case.
1: And in so far as you can imagine, given it's so long since you've had it for your beautiful daughter, what difference yeah. would it make for you and your family and your daughter well, as well to have to have a, a little bit of a break?
4: Well, it's more—it's more for my daughter because she's looking at yeah. me and my, yeah. my wife the whole time. So okay. She, she, okay. she she needs she needs a little bit of some sort of yeah. independence. So even if she got away from us for one night uh, every few months, even would would be an improvement on what we have at the moment. So and from from our point of view, you know, we'd like a little bit of rest as well. Yeah.
1: And Stephen, are there any services that you are able to avail of?
4: Well, we, we, we have uh, support from uh, Sunbeam House Services and the, 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 there's the, we get 24 hours a week support. 24 hours a week, 24 hours a day. But uh, the rest of the time it's Breda and myself.
1: And what does that 24-hour uh, help consist of?
4: Well, it, it, the lady uh, uh, they, they they come and they will work with Emer and they bring her to Bray Lakers. I'm sure you've heard of Bray Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd be lost without Bray Lakers. They do great work, and okay. it's, it's 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 Emer's main activity is uh, Bray Lakers. She has. A, there's other activities that we bring her to. She, she, she we can get some horse riding and mm-hmm. skiing and hill and that. But that's it's we 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 have to do that. No. But there's no no rest by where she can go and stay overnight, and be looked after, and be away from us, and build up her own independence.
1: And Bray Lakers is a great organisation. They do an awful lot, but oh, they're um, yeah. but they're very busy. They are busy, as you know.
4: Oh, they are. They are, and they're do, we're doing very well the, the, this right. year. The, the, the number, the membership is up. We're we're hoping to build a new premises. And, oh, magic! Um, yeah. Well, we are. We're working on it already, and it's 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 the first phase of it is nearing completion, and that'll be another great help to us. But it's just when I heard you talking about respite, I just thought I might mm-hmm. sort of warn people that it doesn't go away. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know it's, it's, uh, it's uh, we've been twelve years working on it without success.
1: Mm-hmm. And remember, Bray Lakers, our Lakers Sports and Recreation Club was set up by parents with, who had children. That's right. It, yeah, that, that
4: that's right.
1: Again, parents, yeah. who were at their wits' end, and you know, it's, it's it's on the one hand, you're at your wits' end, and on the other hand, you have to try and get the energy, the wherewithal, the 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 organisation, the network together to set up set up a group. And I'm thinking of various groups of parents around yeah. the country who've um who've set, set up um what's insofar as the latest yeah what is what is the latest you said you were so the close latest. yet so far in terms of uh and primarily for your daughter to get other social yeah. interaction
4: Well, the, the the latest I spoke to a person this morning uh, and it's it's done in Wexford it's away from my house they I live in Wicklow but these people say that they will be able to look after her they, they've, they've put in a plan uh, in um, support at, at they need, and they're waiting for it to come back she's no idea when she's going to get an answer hmm. you know uh, but she said I'd be the first to know so I'm hopeful but I've been disappointed quite at France so
1: Twelve That's years. Right. Twelve years.
4: That's right. Yeah. Sorry,
1: Sorry your line is busy. Oh, that no, it goes away. It doesn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you been on to the other Stephen Donnelly in Wicklow, who's minister for health? Well, he's,
4: he's 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 given me good help and Simon okay. as well. They both. Simon Harrison. Yeah. both have, They both have made. Um, uh, uh, what you were, they made requests on my behalf, but they're getting the same answers. They they look into it and they do the best they can, and it it's still it's come comes. Anything I have, really, yeah. those two gentlemen have helped me to guess There's no question okay, about it. Okay, okay, that's
1: good. But to but,
4: hear. but, but, but uh, no no, they've been very supportive and very helpful. Okay. but but uh, they're getting the same notes that I'm getting on 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 the respite.
1: Which is, a, which is, a, anyway, it's, it's, it's so, it's so, look at, look at the screen here. It's after lighting up with people all over the country. Stay with us, uh, Stephen. And, and, okay, sure. Uh, uh, Andrea, your situation, you know, Andrea. Yeah,
5: oh, this is a disaster. So I have a little boy who's due to start primary school in September. Yeah. And he has a diagnosis of autism. And he specifically needs to be in an autism unit. Um, we've applied to 15 schools within a 40-minute radius. I've got mm-hmm. nine rejections so far. It's proven impossible for him to get a place in school. Um, it's, we've never gotten a bit of help off the HSE. We've paid private for diagnosis, okay. for, you know, for therapies. And now the one thing I need help with is getting him a school place and it's not happening. And how many um, schools,
1: Andrea, have you tried? My God, I can't imagine.
5: Fifteen. 15. Oh. So we're, yeah, rejection number nine was today. Um, there is just no spaces. Um, literally, I'm looking at the fear of my little boy being taken out of school and staying at home with me for a year, um, which takes him out of routine, yeah,
1: yeah, very
5: serious with a child with autism. They love
1: They, they thrive on routine.
5: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's just, you know, he's a vulnerable child, obviously, with special needs. They should, you know, not have to, we shouldn't have to fight mm-hmm. for a place in a school for them. Everything has been a battle since his diagnosis. Um, here we are, like, he's on the pop of five and he's yeah. never been seen by the HSE. Like I say, we're just talking about, um, I didn't realise getting a place in school was going to be so difficult. I kind of thought we'd have to pick it a crop like every other child would. Mm-hmm. And
1: unfortunately, that's not the case because there's just no spaces. And your boy is, is forward four turning five. Yeah, uh, he'll be five. He'll be five yeah.
5: before he starts school.
1: But imagine, uh, uh, sorry, no, I'm not going to ask you to imagine. Just just listen, Andrea, to other parents because it's uh, it's mirrored. And then um, when we go to different ages, like the age of Sarah's uh, children. Sarah, good afternoon.
11: Hi Joe, how are you? How
1: are you? What is your situation, Sarah?
11: And um, yeah, and I, apologies, I've missed a couple of your callers well, now. Works. But um, but a, a little bit different in that I have two autistic boys. I have a baby as well, um, but two autistic boys, nine and six. And most okay. pressingly I suppose the nine-year-old is suffering with extreme, extreme, severe anxiety. Um, uh. he's on medication for that. Um, for I suppose maybe about eight nine months now okay. um, and um he's been referred to cam Um he received Ch- no yeah. services at primary care like no OT no nothing and um, we do play therapy and OT psychology privately because you can't get anywhere mm-hmm. with the HSE Um but he's been referred to cam I've lost track um, it's CAM six just, or seven just for
1: listeners CAMS is child and adult mental and adolescent mental yeah. health services yeah okay um, um, and when and, um how how does he show he his anxiety
11: so. um the anxiety um mostly comes out at home he's in mainstream school yeah. um he's extremely anxious going to school but you know it's like he, the mask comes on when he hops out of the car in the morning and he um you know he gets on okay in school okay. but he He's very anxious and then it's like, you know, the mask comes off as soon as he gets back in the car to come home every afternoon. And um, mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's becoming increasingly difficult. He's, he's tall and he's strong and he um, gets very anxious and takes it out physically, mostly on me. Um, I suppose I'm with him most of the time outside of school hours. and But also it can come out on his younger brother. Um we have a baby in the house. Yeah. Six month old baby as well and my husband and I have really like I don't work anymore. Um oh. and Well
1: you do work. Um, you work. You has, well, Sarah, yeah. you 24/7 <laughs> 365 yeah. and, and you work um, harder than my than has most. Cut back.
11: Yeah. He's cut back a hell of a lot on work he had a mental health crisis um oh, just before Christmas. Um and um you know it's it's no surprise the two of us our mental health is suffering massively. And um, and and that of our younger t- our younger son who's also autistic, but he um, he takes a lot of the yeah. you know the I don't know how to describe it the, the stress on yeah. as well, and uh, it just has a massive effect on 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 us all um, every day of the week. And
1: what have the and mental no health services said, Sarah? So, yeah. What Well,
11: he's been referred to CAM. Yeah. You know, like as I said by yeah. the GP at least four or five times by. A and E, where we have brought him in desperation one Saturday before Christmas, um, which got us nowhere, um, and they referred him to CAMS, and that was refused as well, um, and also by a private paediatrician in Dublin, who's referred him, and um, he he was on very—I won't say the name of the medication, but very mm. very strong, serious medication for a nine-year-old. Yeah. But it was prescribed. It was prescribed and by and a recovery. medic, yeah by a, it was mm. yes yeah, so it was described by a pediatrician yeah. but not a child psychiatrist and um uh, it would that medication would not be prescribed to an adult who wasn't under the care of, a, of an appropriate like psych, psychiatrist consultant mm. and so it's just i just it's not okay for a 9 year old um but we were in a desperate state so yeah. we we said we would try that but um Unfortunately, there was side effects, and we were advised to come off that. Okay. We did see a little bit of improvement, but um, the anxiety is the, the 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 crux of the situation, and we're getting nowhere. Just refusal after refusal from CAM. I ring them. I, I rang on Friday last week, and I spoke to a nurse at length, and I. Gave her an up to date on where we are, and yeah. she just advised me, just keep ringing Sarah, just keep ringing, like keep passing them. But the doctor never rings me back. Um, he just um he just writes refusal the letters back to a GP who copies me on the letters. But I know, as I am, have done an awful lot of advocating, and they continue to advocate for autistic um children to not be discriminated by CAMS because between the lines, like they don't put it in the letters and they refuse the letters but between the lines it's obvious to any other mm-hmm. parents and GPs and doctors I speak to that it's pure discrimination against autistic children being refused by CAMs just because they're autistic. Um and that's and that's what as I am are saying and um you know we've we've brought it up with local T D um uh in our area um who has raised our Case in the doll to Minister Johnnelly, and we've got nowhere with that
1: either. Um, There's an awful consistency uh, emerging from these from these uh, calls. Stay, stay with us Sarah, please, and do. Okay. Uh, sorry, it's pointless me being say, saying Don't be cast down. One, you don't have time to be cast down because it's a twenty four seven three six five recording yeah. uh, uh, life you're you're living with your beautiful children. Joe with RT E text.
0: Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818
1: 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Um, you've been, we've been inundated. And one part of me feels privileged that people will talk to us about such intimate issues in their family life. And two, I feel... Um, I, f- I feel cast down that, you know, listening to Hannah, who was on so powerfully a couple of months ago, and she said, apart from other parents being in touch with her, nothing has, uh, nothing has changed. Uh, Caroline, Caroline, good afternoon. Caroline's in Cork. Hi, Joe, how are you? Good, thanks. You're, you're, you're relating to this. Caroline, I'm I am, away. no, I didn't, yes. no I didn't hear
9: all the no. calls, I didn't hear all the calls, I heard uh, a few coming down in the car there. Um, no. I've been ringing there as I said to research it. there, I'm a mother to a 33 year old daughter who has an intellectual disability Okay. and listening to the parents there who have younger children, <laughs> it's like deja vu because 20 odd years later, 25, 20, 30 years later, nothing has changed, if anything it has gotten worse. Um, absolutely horrendous. We have Amy's name down for residential or shared care for the last ten and a half years and we are still waiting and um, I have been contacting my TD, my local TD, Colin Berg, who has been contacting the HSC on mm-hmm. my behalf and I have been contacting them myself and as I such a researcher, all the texts and emails that I get back, they're all very generic. Nobody ever asks me what do we do with Amy on a daily basis. Yeah. And Amy had a respite house that HICRA closed back in the end of 2019. Okay. And since then, well, COVID had happened then, so we were kind of two years without any services. You know, we yeah, very limited course, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the last two years, I have been fighting with the foundation that Amy attends. I can mention the name, but if you don't want me to, I won't. She attends everyday services. And even within the foundation, trying to get somebody to answer your emails or bring you back is absolutely horrendous. Horrendous from yeah. the top down. They don't want to engage. They don't want to answer. You could, I'll give you an example. Last year, I heard that one of the respite houses was opened on a part-time basis. I was emailing a manager for six weeks and asking her about this house. She completely ignored me. Completely, didn't even say whether it was opened. So I eventually complained them to the HSE. But, like, nobody wants to take up the mantle for the disabled in Ireland, I think. Like, they're like the forgotten people. The only ones that fight for them are their parents. And like all those other parents, I'm 56 this year, Amy's 34. I am tired, I'm weary, emotionally, physically, mentally drained. And fighting for services, for something that should be just given, is absolutely horrendous. I mean, you know, it's just like nobody wants to pick up the mantle and fight for them, except their parents. And what happens when we cannot take any more? We're completely burnt out. And what I find in Cork, with the services that Amy attends, because all the children, or the adults, actually I don't call her childhood children adults, come from different areas, so it's very hard to know mm-hmm. all of the parents, because some of them go into different times, some get taxis, some have bus services, and they don't. And I think that's a bit of a, a bonus for the foundation, because it's very hard to meet other parents sometimes, to kind of, you know, if it was a normal school, a mainstream school, you know, you'd be pe- meet people at the gates, and you know, you might be able to rouse up a few people to do something but it's very hard to do that and a lot of the parents where I'm going to are getting older and they just okay. don't have the fight in them anymore you know it's it's a daily battle joe well, and Amy it, is hard work every day you know
1: and there's a referendum there's, there's a referendum coming behavior. up there's a referendum coming up on a fortnight friday fortnight um, um carers yes, i mentioned I has anyone knocked on your door
9: no, I've never had anybody knock at my door, Joe. And to be fair, okay, I've listened down through the years through elections. I've listened to a lot of no this Now, this is a
1: referendum where care are a Now, oh, adv- yes. I'd also advise people, every. and it's interesting people are saying nobody's knocking on their doors. Well, it's not, no. it's not a scientific survey. But what everyone is getting through their door is a leaflet from the uh, referendum commission, and that gives both sides of the argument on both of the uh, votes. and advise everyone to le- to read that. As you know, there's always... Uh, uh, two sides every uh, story. I want to, uh, sh- uh, Carla, and I'm not being rude, but I just have two minutes to get uh, Sharon in. Sharon Fleming. Sharon, good afternoon. No problem. What's your Hi, situation, Sharon? John.
12: So, I have a beautiful daughter, Zoe, who was born five in May. And the situation with Zoe is she is already in the Department of Education Early Intervention setting. which she's been okay. for two years. The problem we're facing is she's been kicked out of that Early Intervention setting from June. They have no place in the junior infants um, class for so instead of her continuing, she's just being sent home with no further education. As I said, it's an absolute disgrace. And for all the hard work that's being put in by teachers and everything else to be sent home, it's just madness. And um, I suppose Zoe has autism and an intellectual disability, so yes. the best place for her is a special skill. And I'm in Dublin, and in Dublin, there's only 11 kids who will get a place in Dublin for a special skill this year. Um, obviously, I have wrote to the minister on many occasions, three yeah, occasions. Nice. She's come back. She's given me no sort of answer. She tells me how many SNAs they've heard and, and what skills she opened last year. And these four skills opened this year... Um, there's a special school opening in okay. Enfield, which is 20 minutes away from my house, and she's telling okay.
1: me she can't go there because we're it's outside of Dublin. Okay, so Sharon. Unfortunately, ends Zoe, I'm, o- I'm over time. We will be coming back to this tomorrow, looking at the volume. Uh, Tommy O'Sullivan was on sound. Uh, Richie Byrne, research producer. Nadine Maloney and Ray Darcy is next.
0: 0818 715 815 stays open until 3 15 p.m or email joe at rte.ie